All right. Five, four, three, two, one. We are live. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Graveyard Crew Podcast. My name's Mike, a.k.a. Pooter Smoker, your favorite fat man with fat plants. Next to me, this this way, over over that way, is Saber, Saber X7, and below me is Joshua. We are Graveyard Crew Podcasting. Um, yeah. We're today, talking about a lot. Today we have a lot to talk about. I'm surprised at how much content, like how much we actually got from E3 this year. We have a lot oh, yeah. to talk about. Post pandemic, right? you know, like this. Post pandemic you know, that's, E3, that's this impressive. is going to be great. They, they got to work, guys. They got to work. But it's, I mean, there is some stuff going on, but we will mention it later in the show. Uh, let's start off with, hey, how are you guys doing? It's been a week. How, how is everyone doing? It's been a week since we last talked. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, Anything new for you guys before we move into mm-hmm. the actual meat of this podcast? Nothing we're talking about. Let's just move straight into Ubisoft. There's a heat wave. Okay. okay. I'm going to lead in with something that really rustles my jimmies, so to speak. Um, now, this is something near and dear to me. This is a, a franchise that I give a fuck about. Um, <laughs> put, a, put a dollar in the tip jar. Yep. Uh... Damn. We'll start, we'll start doing the dollar and the tip jar there thing. There is another one. Well, damn's not a curse word. Yeah, it is. Like, that's that's just an exclamation. That, that's not like going to okay. get an exclamation mark. But, no, um, but, but, but we should do that, though. All right. Uh, no, Continue. we absolutely go. should. Go, go, go. Okay, so there's a game coming out under a name, under a license, a franchise, that means something to me. As a longtime gamer, as a longtime book reader, even, it means something to me. Bill Mocker read every single Tom Clancy book there is. Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six, love those games. Not so much a fan of Siege for, you know, obvious reasons. But let's go back, let's focus on something here that's moderately important, and this is called Rainbow Six... Rainbow Six... Wrong trailer, wrong trailer. This is the 2019... uh, That's quarantine. It's Extraction. It's called Extraction, not Quarantine anymore. Yeah, they changed the name. Extraction. There you go. Thank you. Um, Ooh, so they showed us. So they showed it. This is what they showed at E3. So I'm not even gonna give this game the credit that it needs. We're not gonna let's, watch the trailer. Let's first talk, talk about. There. Let's first talk about what Rainbow Six Obama. is. Rainbow Six is based Rainbow off. Rainbow Six. Of, How Rain, do we begin? Rainbow Six is. <laughs> Rainbow Six was a novel series written by Tom Clancy, and that Rainbow Six is essentially the name of a joint ta- ta- counterterrorism task force that is comprised of special forces operators from all countries. Uh, comprised to fight counterterrorism. That's what Rainbow Six is. Now the terrorists have become aliens. And uh, Tom Clancy has been known to never write about that. He he has his conspiracy stuff, but that's more of like political anti-government, stuff seems, anti-government yeah. stuff. But th- but those are more realistic to the world. He never wrote about aliens. Yet Ubisoft decided to take a moment and take a page out of the Tom Clancy book that was never written and throw aliens into Rainbow Six Siege, which was already a game that's super far removed from anything Tom Clancy ever wrote about or ever would have wanted his name associated with. Yeah, so as as someone who has played uh, the the mode um, during the real game, it was an event. I was like, oh, this is cool to play every now and then. This is not Tom Clancy. Extraction team now. So, 
they, what they're showing us here to your uh, my my left on screen left, what they're showing you is Rainbow Six operators, Rainbow Six Siege operator operators who are already very far removed from the Rainbow Six universe that Tom Clancy helped create. You know, the whole thing, all of his books, everything he wrote, never mentioned aliens, never mentioned, you know, character tropes and cell phone girls. It, it, the, the game, Rainbow Six Siege is a fun game as a game, right? It's just fun. It's a, it, it, I'm not even going to deny it. It's a fun game. Is it a good Tom Clancy game? No. Not at all. Should it have the Tom Clancy name associated with it? Maybe in its early days? But this, this is erroneous. This is awful. Tom Clancy's name is being disparaged all in the name of Ubisoft making a game about killing aliens, which I'm not against. You want to make it a class-based, if I boil this game down, it is a operator, class-based, team-based, so three-man three teams, PvE experience, killing aliens. You give me that on paper, sounds awesome. Oh, if you die and get caught by the aliens as one of your operators, you can't play that operator again until you go back and save them. Sounds rad. But then they're like, hey, guys, how about we make it in Tom Clancy's books, take his name, that he's a dead man, by the way. For those of you who are unaware, Tom Clancy is no longer alive. Mm -hmm. So his name is being used against his will for this. And... Oh. You know, Crozen, you make it, a, it's Crozen, you make a good point about how Rainbow Six Siege broke the barrier for comp gameplay. In its own right, it actually did a fantastic job of doing that. And all respect to that, you know, it create it expands the competitive. Also, I want to take a moment and talk about how large this Chris is. This is so like it, the, the guns big. in this the guns in this trailer are just comically large. Like that is a Sig MPX that she's holding, or a Scorpion rather. Scorpion. The Scorpion is not a full size rifle. She could be small. It, it's a eight. The Scorpion in the with the short barrel, like there's no shroud for a Scorpion that covers the whole barrel, unless it's the short barrel, and it's about yay big. Yet she's holding it like it's a full size. It's just comically large. This Chris Vector that he's about to he's yeah, about the, to come in big with guy. the Chris. This well, guy, he's massive. This is a a big man. The Chris Vector, by the way, is, is a small guy. Unless that's well, the five five well, six variant. That, there is no, a five five six variant that is being that worked. Is, that, well that hold on. I have played him. His name's Lion and that is a 556 variant of the of the Vector. Okay. It okay. Is, it's a, it's a it's a big gun. So that's what it does. Um, like I said, I I played all the, I played the game. I know all the operators in the game and I just can't believe I'm seeing this to a Tom Clancy title. I thought I'd so, never yeah, see is, that. When when so, I saw this, even in the division, for example, with like the infected people in the dark zone, like not really Tom Clancy thing. And it really like drove me away from Tom Clancy games. Um, we talking about infected but, people, and what are you talking about infected people? Well, the division in, in the in the dark zone, there were like zombies of some kind. Maybe I'm well, misremembering. The, well, they had they had the division was there was a disease, and there was no zombies. The, the, there was a disease, and it killed wiped out the players. And then the division agents came out, and they started to like keep the government alive and stuff. Um, and the people you fight in the dark zone was other other people that you fight. Uh, zombie stuff, unless they added it in the second game. Maybe I'm I, misremembering. It's been yeah. a long time. I don't think there was, like, was just like there wasn't any like human mutation in the division. 
the only, okay. The only one that I could think that has zombies is that new game, but that's not a Tom Clancy game. It looks like The Division, but it's not what? a Tom Clancy game. Maybe that's where so, I'm. So like I can like I can so, accept like, I can accept the futuristic weaponry because Tom Clancy has explored futuristic weaponry with Ghost Recon and everything like that. That's fine. Exactly. And, I have no issue but, with but, future tech. I have tech an issue with aliens or whatever the fuck these are. Excuse yeah. my language. I'm sorry, but, but like. Are, these are aliens. Um, when you played, when you played the, when they had the event back in 2019, I believe was when the event came out. It was cool. It was a cool event. You got some skins out of it and introduced Lion and Finca. They're uh, CDC agents or whatever. Some sort of shockwave grenade. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, this like, one. This I, I not... don't understand. The problem is, is like when I look at this, like I don't, understand, I don't no longer see the tactical operators that you know they're just running. Like honestly, this is equivalent to me watching COD zombies. This is like this is, yeah. and, th and this is probably what Rainbow Six is trying to do. Rainbow Six, I feel like, and Crows made a point that they're trying to they're trying to make their main competitor Call of Duty from the uh, from the competitive arena now to maybe even like their own type of zombies game mode. The, and I want to know. Hold on, I want to know what operator group lets their people have green hair. She's the uh, Groza. She's part of the Polish thing, but she's not a part of it I can anymore. I can assure you, they don't let you have green hair. No, like, but that, if you read it, I get, if you, it's a video game. Oh no! But like, if you read her bio, she left. She left Groza. She was recruited after. I mean, and that's what the premise of I think what Rainbow Six is, at least in this current generation, is that they're task force operators who are no because like the main character uh, from um, the, the the movie uh, Without Remorse, he's technically classified as dead. He, right. So, like, I don't know. That's like what they're trying to explore with Rainbow, with the new Rainbow Six operators, is that they are non-existent yeah. operators that will be sent on special Black Ops missions, which is completely different what Rainbow Six usually is. But you know, it's whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, the the only the only games I've seen that are closely related to Tom Clancy's books would be the was the last one that Ubisoft has made was Wildlands. And for me. And but Crow. that's not even really like his books. That's like just it. his name on a really cool it, idea. It was a cool idea, but that was that was the closest you're gonna get to fucking excuse me to uh, to any Tom Clancy type no. game. Now I here's or, what, here's books. Here's where I'll make a defense for Ubisoft with Tom Clancy titles, at least the OG type mm -hmm. of Tom Clancy games. Nobody wants to play them anymore. They, yeah. especially in this day and age, like. And this, I think this is just where game development's going. They are tr game developers are trying to adapt and fill a market, and Ubisoft saw the opportunity to use Tom Clancy as their opportunity to fill the comp market. And like Crojan's saying, they want they're trying to expand. And unfortunately for us OG gamers who grew up on classic Tom Clancy titles, these they chose Tom Clancy to push that. And Crojan's right. Tom Clancy sold his sold the rights to Ubisoft, and so Ubisoft has free reign to do whatever they want with it. They don't. They're a game developer who's trying to make money. They could care less about the reputation of the guy that they got this from. Tom Clancy, at this point for them, is no longer a name. It's a brand. And they're trying to grow a brand now. And yeah. that's just the unfortunate pill that we all have to swallow with this. He did He did sell it. The, issue, sold the issue that I have is not that he sold it and Ubisoft's making games. Whatever, make games. But this doesn't need to be a Tom Clancy game. This shouldn't be a Tom Clancy game. If they had any respect for the IP that they purchased, they don't care. Be. They don't care about respect for the IP. Plus, uh, the only reason why that this exists is because they tried making Rainbow Six Siege classic Tom Clancy. They tried, and it wasn't working. And so, 
they chose to maybe make a better game. They did, and that's what the current Arguable. Rainbow that that's for, the current for the people that that's the current well, Rainbow yeah. that's the current Rainbow Six Siege. That is the current Rainbow I, Six Siege. That is their better version of Rainbow Six. To us at at base, to us OG OG Tom Clancy players, it was a great game, but they but year, year one was fantastic. Yeah, year one was fantastic. Yeah, but year they one, year two was good. It wasn't until year they're three, trying to compete in a market with people like Call of Duty, like freaking uh, Valorant now, Rogue Company. I mean, these guys these games came see, after see, came the after issue Siege. That I have. The right. issue I have is that Siege is a competitive game. Tom Clancy games aren't competitive in nature. It's They're tactical. tactical. They're yeah. tactical. And it's not necessarily about winning. Well, it is about winning. Obviously, you want to win. win. But it's about being tactical and making smart decisions to win, not oh, grenades into a room. <laughs> yeah, Pull the right. grenades. Yeah. Like, you could play Sledge with a shotgun. There's no tactics to it. You just now, smack into a window of running might, there, kill everybody, and run out. I mean, you can make an argument, though, that it's, it's disappointing that that Ubisoft has decided to just completely phase out the tactical, you know, routes that they came from. And, like, they could at least give us, like, like for let's see, they could give us at least some type of, like, campaign to go with that, that, you know, that, you know, at least makes the OG gamers happy. But they, it's a multiplayer-only title, and they have to, they live in a market now where if you're not continuously adding content to a game post-launch, you're not you're not making enough money back on it. I don't know what it, the cost of development has got. My best guess is the cost of development has gone through the roof in the last decade for a video game, and so people are looking for every opportunity to make money back on their on on their stuff. And it's also the easiest way to make money without spending money on labor and working on ne- on the next title. Well, I mean, Rainbow Six Siege, it has tournaments and stuff like that. That's That was the thing. They had tactics to begin with and different games to play. Now it's just bullshit. Bull, uh, bull operators and and whatever the competitive players want. Because when I used to play the game, I didn't care about competitive play. I never liked it. But now it's that's the market. And that it, it drew me away personally as a player. But, See, Corrosion, that's where you're wrong. Where you're wrong in that aspect is that you look at every PlayStation exclusive title. PlayStation exclusive titles are able to make money and push out titles with single player only driven campaigns and they do well. They do fantastic. They, they do well because there's no other games to buy on the PlayStation. Right. And like that like literally you have your choices like Call of Duty, sports titles. It's fun to buy PS five, yeah, but the, like I, you also you can you can even look at like games that are that were branched out to all markets, what Bethesda did with Fallout titles. They had like it like the pro- here's the thing, that a the game developer, no matter what, will profit off of the launch of a title if it is a successful title, regardless of whether there's a multiplayer or not to add it to the game. Fallout Fallout Four um, earned multiple Game of the Year titles and made a ton of money. And the way that they made money off of that post launch was that they just made it. They just kept you know making it compatible with pl- other different platforms. Um, so the argument isn't there that you can't make money off of a single player only game and not throw in a multiplayer. The problem is is that there's just more money to be made if you have a multiplayer. That's true. Multiplayer I mean, just multiple. Multiplayer, as as it goes, will lead is is the market now. Everyone wants to play a multiplayer game. Uh, big examples: Call of Duty. Next one being Battlefield, and for a few and for a few uh, later in the talk, Halo. So, 
as it goes right now, Tom Clancy's game, single player, whatever. Uh, for me, it doesn't matter anymore. They they threw the name under the rug. I'll play this game. I'm gonna play it. I like the mode to begin with. I'm interested. But so, well, like someone like Cruiser makes argument for Fallout 76 is the and the problem is with that is that that's gonna be Bethesda's long running title that the contingency will add content to. They will add content to Fallout 76 for years on end. And people love Fallout 76 like way after their launch, and that's fine, you know. But you know, I mean, if, if you if can you, make if, money, you can make money if you make a good single player campaign. You can make money. It's not like impossible. And if you no, if you really you, wants to bring up the yeah, single player stuff, we can literally talk about games, Outer Worlds, Resident Evil, the Seven and and the Woods one. Is Resident Evil good though? Like I, I don't uh, know. Like I, I don't pay attention to love Resident Evil. Are, the two latest ones are phenomenal games. They're, they went back to more horror based, and they're really good games. Uh, Outer Worlds is another solid single player game that you can play, and it has expanding DLC. And on top of that, they they upgraded to like, later rock files. And if you want to do for rehash games, Skyrim, Grand Theft Auto stuff that they keep bringing up. So but Grand Theft Auto has their online mode. I understand that one. So to bring it back to Rainbow Six, I think we all can agree we're not upset. Like we're ups- like we don't we don't think this is not going to be a fun game. Obviously, this looks like I, it's going to be. I a- think this game is going to be great. Yeah, like I, like I on I, on premise, I want to play it. My issue is not the game. My issue is Rainbow Six, or, or rather Tom Clancy, throwing that name in front of something that that's a name that I care about. That's a name that means something to me and it's so far from removed from anything any work you would ever have put out it's um, it is interesting that they did make it a so they didn't make it an extension of rainbow six siege and place i think that was gonna be the original narrative for quarantine was that it was gonna be an extension of siege but they but now it's you know uh extraction is gonna be a full-blown release you know, it just it, it sucks to see a title well, and a name associated to you know Cor- Tom Clancy Corn- go in such a like left field direction that you know it just like it's like it makes you wonder if like we'll ever get a squad based Tom Clancy game ever again. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, qu- quarantine was was the event. Quarantine was the event they gave us, and then I guess they named it Extraction to go away from the event. I, because I have played the event, I I know from what this gameplay could be like, and it's cool. But yeah, it's just it is what it is. I have no say in it. They can do whatever they want now. If they want to throw Tom Clancy under the bus just so they can milk his brand, sure. So that's moving... that's their, that's their property to deal with. But we so, should move on. So moving on from that, Ubisoft had a few extra titles announced. Um, of course, with them acquiring. You know, this was big news earlier in the year. They acquired a Star Wars license from Disney. So, coming E3, everybody's, like, anticipating, like, especially after there was a leak announced about a possible open-world MMO-type Star Wars game coming out from Ubisoft, we get a outdated title called Avatar. Well, well, here's the benefit. Avatar is having a second movie come out. I really yeah, don't, I, don't care. I, don't care I really don't I care. Movie, this... I thought movie games were done. I this... thought like, we just didn't have to ever. Star Wars is the exception. Know, right? Star Wars is, is the exception. Well, Star Wars is a universe. Yeah. It's not a movie. Avatar is a movie. When's the, when is the last time someone was like, oh, man, I, that was a great movie. We, they should make a sequel. Like, I actually have never heard someone be like, they should make a sequel to Avatar. But they're making one. 
that they're they're making one and ten now years I, too and, ten ten years too late honestly yeah, yeah, the, the, well it's James Cameron so it's gonna be visually a, a great movie and it's gonna be probably well written but it's Avatar what are they gonna well do? written they they, am it, I the only one that realized that that the first Avatar was literally dances with wolves in space am I the only one that realizes yes. that oh, it, no, is, that, that, it is it is. But it's is a, Dances with Wolves a bad movie? No, no. but like it's not a, like an original script. So it's, what script? Is, what script are they not, getting? What, what script are they getting ripped off this time? I mean, obviously the premise of a second it's Avatar animal movie. Animal Farm in space. <laughs> obviously, yeah. the, obviously the premise is. I mean, I, I haven't even read the plot of it yet, but obviously the freaking premise uh. of the movie is going to be that humans come back to try to retake the planet. Which, which, if it's all out war, cool. I want to see James Cameron blow up a planet. That's all I would like to see. Of mice and men. That's what it's going to be a copy of. They're going to be sharecroppers, and he's going to have to shoot his friend in the back of the head. Yeah, and exactly. But honestly, it's freaking Avatar the game was so... I, I, I saw it, and I'm all like, this game looks absolutely boring. So, it, the visually, for the, here, I'll pull up the trailer. Frozen, you're visually, not wrong. Visually, it looks awesome. Like, it looks pretty. And I shouldn't say it looks awesome because I'm not gonna fuck. It. I'm not buying that game. Well, like here's, uh, here's the other thing it. too. People weren't impressed about how the game looked. There was a lot of people who were trashing on how this game actually looked. It looks bad. It, it doesn't it, look awful, does it? It looks bad. I I don't know. I watched the trailer. But I'm also so I'm also a gamer who has taken a stand now that I don't care how a game looks because a game can look gorgeous and look photorealistic looks and looks like and and looks and can they're play talk, like. They're crap. talking about the character models. That the, Navi didn't look good in the movie. What the hell? Yeah. Like this looks amazing. This I think that this is a game to show off an engine more than it's going to be a game. Oh my god, the, the Navi looks disgusting. The character models are bad. The character models are bad, yeah. <laughs> that's what it. That's what they're complaining about. The character models. Oh, this is engine one hundred percent. Yeah, no way. Like, this is an, this is an engine is, game. That's why. Uh, that's the only thing I care about. This is an engine. It's called the Snowdrop engine. So I mean, bioluminescent. Like it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be a very pretty game. But yeah. it's Avatar. Who cares? So we're getting a no. new engine with a ton of different assets running to it. Your PC is gonna struggle. You're, you're, I hope you have a 3000 series card. This game is gonna run your PC to the freaking max. Yeah, this this is gonna be here. I so it, no no no. Uh, Corrosion says it's engine 100. percent They want to outclass Unreal. That's gonna be hard to do. Unreal Engine 5 is amazing. Oh, yeah. Snowdrop. Snowdrop is um, the division engine. Oh, that's why the character models suck. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, these character models are garbage. This is this is a like uh, oh. <laughs> why do you, why do you think people are complaining? These character models are bad. This engine is is great visually. Wait, they already great. had a evil humans again. and Mexus trying to take over a planet. So can you choose between factions? James Cameron? James Cameron has the funds to make this amazing. Oh yeah, corrosion corrosion is absolutely right. The game might be cool. Like, I don't know. I don't care about Avatar, but that doesn't mean I won't. If I can get this game for 10, 15 bucks, I might play it. Just for it, because it's pretty, is the reason I would buy it. Um, but but if that's the case, I mean, I'd rather play Marvel's game. Wait, they're trying to outclass this. Unreal Engine? I swear, I've seen better freaking character models on Unreal. Yeah. It's not the character models. It's the amount of assets and how the assets can look. Because Unreal, Unreal Engine character models usually don't look great. Usually. Unreal is a, a engine that's primarily third person. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, Unreal is cartoon based. This is trying to base itself more grounded. Oh, so we're not talking um, about Unreal Engine Five. I mean, if I might, I might check it out just to do a review on it. I feel like this is I'm, gonna... I'm gonna get it like after it comes out. I have no interest in buying this game. But that's just like, where's the Star Wars title? Like, I didn't know that you're trying to say like, Coros is trying to say like they're trying to work on it so that you know it's a good title when it releases. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this comes way too late after Avatar was ever made, and they're trying to make an open world game where, you know, I guess they're actually you know what there's. You know the open world open world game market is completely open right now. Cyberpunk uh, Cyberpunk hardly works on anybody's freaking platforms. GTA is too GTA is old. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is old. There's really not many other open world games that you know you can play right now. So you know, screw it, let them do it. You know, it's an open world game. They'll probably seize the open world market for 2021, and that'll be it, or whenever the game's gonna release next year, I think actually. Yeah, I rather I rather just not play it, but. Like I said, I might do a review on it later. I have no interest in buying this game. It looks boring. It's it, it's Avatar. I I watched Avatar two times and I didn't really care for it. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically it for that one. Of course, Ubisoft also announced a. Uh, <sighs> sorry, you had one more thing to add to that, Peter. I don't think that Ubisoft announced anything else of note. They, uh, they had nothing important. Ubisoft yeah. sucked. So they have writers. Oh. They have this writers Republic game, which is steep 2.0, steep in the summer. I guess so. Yeah. And that's another Ubisoft title too, which is really weird. Werewolves Within, which was just a sneak peek. More stuff about Far Cry Six. Again, uh, met it's Far Cry wait, again. How wait? How are you going to do a season pass to a single player driven game? Uh, they add Far Cry. They add, Far Cry yeah. they add weapons. They add vehicles. They add. Uh, extra storylines to it. Uh, they've done it for Far Cry. They do for Far since Far Cry Five. And they're teaming Far, up with Far... Nintendo again to give us another Mario plus Rabbids game. Yeah, I gotta say though, Nintendo's uh, E3 conference was great. Wait, there's a free to play Division coming out. Oh yeah, um, I it's like a I, Division Heartland though. Yeah, they didn't announce, but they didn't talk anything about that. I don't know. Regardless of how, whatever. I I, I I really am not a fan of the Tom Clancy titles anymore. One thing that I do want to take a moment and discuss, Far Cry. It literally looks exactly the same as that Far Cry 3 did. Like, graphically, <laughs> I don't feel like there's... I, I don't feel like there's a... The character models suck. Ubisoft's character models uh, always sucked. Um, I don't think that they're doing anything to push the bar. Story-wise, could be great. The the villains of Far Cry are very well written. Oh right? yeah, like awesome Voss? characters. Voss, Voss is one of my favorite villains of all time. And his but character was written to the game. Gameplay-wise, I'm not sure how I feel about any of this. Did yeah. you play Far Cry Four? I didn't like it. You didn't like Far Cry Four? Didn't like it. I thought so. I, I, Pagan Min, cool villain. Far Cry yeah. Four as a whole was Far Cry Three. Far Cry Five had some cool villains. Far Cry Five as a whole was Far Cry Three again. That's my no. concern with Far, Far Cry, Cry yes. Five. To me, was a very boring, bland Far Cry title because it I'm, was very. Because trust me, it's very. I don't. I'm surprised you think it's similar because it's very different from Far Cry Four, especially on how the territories work. It, it's, I to me, yeah, Far Cry had it had some new features and everything. No, it was a completely it, it, different title. It, it, it had I don't a lot. Think so. it had a, I, I really I, don't. I, think I'm, so. gonna, I'm gonna side with Pooter on this one. Far Cry Five, all the Far Cry series since three have felt the same. Because once you get to a new territory, you get you fight a new boss, 
the boss then leads up to to their to their stronghold. You defeat the stronghold, and then you move the, up. To well, even in Far Cry well, Two, that's that the Far, was the... that's the Far Cry formula. That's how that's how. Yeah, it, it but works. is that fun still? Yeah, I thought I, I, I enjoy. I disagree. I I got bored. If, the characters if, were boring. For me, what the problem was with Far Cry Five was that it, the the stuff to lead up to the final boss in the territory was way too much stuff to do. There was way too much stuff to do in each territory. It was like. Well, there's three basic missions for Far Cry. You have a kill mission, you have a gather mission, and you have a, a climbing mission. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's a you have platforming, you have shooting, and you have um, like gathering. And it's it's just there. It's a really when you boil it down, the way it's played is very basic. Now that could be said about a lot of games I play. But I just, I just, it's so repetitive because it's a single player story. You're constantly doing the same thing. You notice it a lot that you're doing the same thing over and over. Like, yeah, I just don't, I don't find the Far Cry games fun anymore. Story wise, I enjoy them. I mean, that's but the basic. That, far, that, but far, yeah, I that. like. Home, but, but that's basically the premise of like a lot of different types of style games like that like that like you can see the same thing for the assassin's creed series you you're doing the same some but of the assassin's same... creed is bad like uh, assassin's creed because of that in my opinion is bad so you just don't like those type you, you don't you just don't like those type of games everything is frozen we were really cool the pirate game was really cool uh that's on your end i think yeah i know uh the pirate the pirate game was cool i enjoyed it um but it's just like it's the same thing over and over I, so when you've you played one assassin's creed game you have played all of the assassin's creed but same that's with how that's how that's how these games work like that's like that's how Every single one of these types of games, these story open world types of games work, is that they use a formula that people like, and that's what kept people coming back to different Assassin's Creed titles. Yeah, that's why people I, I, coming I, back I to Far Cry I don't understand how people don't get bored of that. And and you're right. Master Slot says taste is relative. It's not bad just because I think it's bad. Um, so you think you're right there, but where you're wrong is that my opinion rules over. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I, I will disagree with the Assassin's Creed. Um, Story-wise, I think they're great. Uh, the the repetitive-wise, I have seen it grow more since Assassin's Creed Origins when they did change their formula. When they made it extremely open world. And Origins was cool. It was like a new type of open world. And you the did, you, Egyptians, right? Yeah, with the Egyptians. You did you did a, some repetitive missions, but sometimes they had their... And you did all those side missions. When I did Odyssey, which was the, the Greek Spartans, I got so bored, I never beat it. Right. And they told me that it wasn't until you got the DLC that the game became fun. <laughs> I mean, like, like every type of, like, the, every game is like that. It has the same repetitive stuff to do. Fallout does it. Freaking Assassin's Creed does it. Far Cry does it. That Freaking Elder Scroll games does it. You know, all these different games well, I, do I, that. I know, they, they had that repetitive formula. It's basically how they enhance on those formulas. With Far Cry, what they're what I always buy into with them anyway is the intriguing villains that they put into the game. The intriguing, like, what's going to be, like, the cool, like, trippy thing that they add into the game. Or, like, what's the cool, like, little 
side bonus characters that you get to interact with what's the like there's gonna be like a karma system or you know it, you know which side which like with far cry 4 you were choosing between which side you would help the most you know which which side would benefit the most same or with far cry 5 you know you were deciding you know whether or not you are actually gonna arrest a guy or not at the end and you know depending on that is where you know your nuke comes in or something like that all these different types of things is what plays into Far Cry Towns, what keep, gets people to buy in or gets excited into, you know, what the next tile is going to bring. Like, I'm excited to see how they're going to tackle a Venezuela situation, especially in this day and age. It's a dangerous freaking place because, like, this is this is the first foreign country that they've tackled ever. This isn't a real foreign country. It's Venezuela. What are you talking about? I thought it was Colombia. No, it's Yeah, it, it's not a real country. It's Venezuela. It's like a, it, Hold it's on. a, it's a South, I think it's the Colombia. I, th I swear I thought it was, I swear I thought it was Venezuela. Hold on. Uh, takes place on the fictional Caribbean island of Yara. It's not a real country. It's Cuba. It's like Where supposed to be Cuba. That's literally from the the Wikipedia page on okay. Far Cry. I see. Yeah. No, no. I, I'm just I'm trying to where I'm trying to figure out where I heard that was Venezuela. I swear, like at it, one point it, it was Venezuela. It's a mixture of all of these like. All socialist these, communist countries that are failing the, the only place that i have seen that they've taken a real place was far cry 2 in south in africa one of those african countries and us in some state in the united states it was montana that's the only like real like quasi real you know like those are, but it's not even real right so um the thing is like uh the thing is Far Cry, it's just, it's going to be a cool setting. I'm going to play the game. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to play the game, but I, I I just, it's so repetitive. And there it's, the games are used, Far Cry games are typically long. So you're doing a lot of the same stuff over and over. Like, I, I don't know. Far Cry 3 is a good example of that. You do the same stuff, but then they break it up with some really cool missions. I don't think, feel like 4 or 5 ever gave you yeah, a mission did. that was cool. Yeah, oh, well, four, 4 had some, like, they did it, like, 3. 5, for me, when they broke it up, it kind of, like, maybe annoyed. Because when they did those cool missions, they uh, they broke it up to where you still have to do the little side missions that are in each uh sector before it's clear so you still have to complete the sectors but you did the cool missions so you have nothing to break it in between you already right. killed the boss and it, it is like okay i i met these cool characters i thought they were great villains but now i still have to do this whole thing over and then they start repeating lines i i did notice this when i did my playthrough of far cry 5 i got repeated lines from the uh the the drug the druggy daughter boss oh yeah and I, 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 I just—it is what it, it is. I got it got annoying though because I just killed her. Right. Well, moving on from that, of course, the biggest talk from E3, at least in the shooter genre, was Battlefield Six and freaking Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite being a free okay. multiplayer. So I want to take a moment. We already talked about Battlefield last week. We spend a whole podcast talking about battlefield right. i really want to kind of gloss over battlefield no there's only one super there's one particular aspect of it but first let's talk about what halo infinite is providing halo infinite really started uh, their multiplayer game trailer and it couldn't it look awesome. it couldn't look further from what halo 5 was it was it looks this they showed the halo infinite multiplayer if 
It felt like they were playing. They were. Showing I legitimately Venom. thought, like at first, I thought I was watching maybe like Halo Reach. It looked like the birth child of Halo Three and Halo Reach. It, yeah, that's what it, it, looked like. it looked. It looked fun. It looked like I was playing an old Halo game with my buddies or watching Redford. A new day is upon us. Like this trailer got me excited. I my I was like taken back watching this trailer well, like the problem was with yeah. halo 5 with halo 5 tried to do they tried to freaking like make their make their multiplayer feel like a call of duty shooter and that's not what halo multiplayers are it's, no halo is like it's a battle arena right like, there hold on Kill. that thing whatever he shoots with his wrist that's awesome i can't wait for more yeah, it's a, all like all these different little fun gadgets that you get to use you know like or freaking using a grappling hook to jump onto a roof to get a freaking shot like down an enemy and then come down and drop nice. melee on somebody else that's Halo, bro. It's chaos, it's fun, it's doing whatever the hell you want to kill your, your enemies. Jumping off with a gravity hammer and smacking the hell out of somebody? That's what I want to do. And, hold on, let's take a second. This is free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. Will cost you nothing. This multiplayer shooter is a free-to-play game. I still will play Infinite Story, so I don't care that it's okay. free. The grappling hook to grab the gun, that's oh. going to be awesome. Yeah. That's that's gonna be awesome. Gonna, that is going to change the flow of what makes Halo. I wonder if you can use the grappling hook on people. I'm going to be 100% honest, not interested in playing, um, like, pull them in and then sort them. Uh, I'm not interested in playing uh, the campaign at all. At I all. Am. No interest. I, I will be playing Halo 4 to complete it and finally play Halo 5. I've never played them, the story-wise. You're not missing anything. By the way, I that's heard. Valhalla if anybody didn't pick up on that. I do- the Banshee looks cool. The flag is Updated. It literally feels like they, they went back to Halo 3 and just like, Oh, we're just gonna use this engine and remaster it. Hold on. That's exactly the feeling I get. This is Halo 3. This is, this, like, just, vi granted, I have the same skepticism that I carry about the Battlefield trailer. They're showing us what we want to see. As, but it's free. So they, they're putting their money where their mouth is. Hey, this that you're seeing is awesome, and you don't have to pay to try this. Like, the problem with, like, Halo 5, Halo 5 was such a slow-paced multiplayer. I hated every second playing that freaking multiplayer. Oddball, man. Oddball. Oddball. Yeah, wasn't Oddball removed in 4 and 5? I'm thinking at least 5, I don't know about 4. Uh, that was cool, like grabbing one of the, that grenade and throwing it. Now, this is where battle passes are- where this is where the, the DLC content is going to get me, is getting armored like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be real, I'll buy those skins. Yeah. I would. Okay, so let's talk about so let's talk about something real quick. So, we, like we mentioned, it's a free-to-play game. The multiplayer is going to be free-to-play. Halo Infinite's mm -hmm. campaign is going to be a separate thing you get to purchase, whatever. Now... They will have a battle pass system. Battle passes are going to be a thing to stay forever and always in multiplayer shooters. Yeah, I just got hit with the yeah. moon. Yeah, I we, saw got, that. we got we got to, we got to take a moment. We got to take a moment now. Yep. Uh, sorry, My I'm girlfriend sorry. is pissed. Nice. All right. So, what they're doing different is, and actually, it's really not that different. It's basically exactly what Fortnite did. Is their game is their base game is free to play? There is going to be a free battle pass 
and then there's also giving the option of a purchase battle pass but the biggest difference that 343 is doing with this title with every other game developer out there is that it's going to be a one-time purchase battle pass yes and you can work on that battle. if they add more battle passes you can pick and choose which battle pass you want to work on. as an adult gamer as somebody who doesn't buy battle passes for uh two reasons one they're timed i don't buy them because it's timed i like to play a lot of games i don't want to focus on one game to get my money's worth out of a battle pass so that's one reason i don't buy them second mm -hmm. i typically just don't support a paid game having a battle pass if no. it's free i understand to some extent why it's there halo being free i get why it's there but they are giving you as much or as little time as you need to finish that battle pass yep. so i don't have to feel left out if i spend 20 10 15 dollars whatever it's going to cost if i spend 10 dollars, that's like the going rate for a battle pass right yeah that's like 25 if i spend like the, if i like spend full like set battle pass is like 25 bucks so if I spend 10 to $20 on it on something, I'm not timed. I can finish it at my leisure whenever I want to go play Halo and I can get that cool skin that's at the end of the battle pass just because I've purchased it in the past and I have enough time to I can take my time and unlock yeah. stuff. So and, like and that and that's the same thing going on with Battlefield. Mm -hmm. And I I mentioned this before when you did um this is just a quick thing for Battlefield. When you when you bought the DLCs for Battlefield, they give you stuff that you can earn in the, in those Battlefield little the little guns or machine guns or whatever you could or mm -hmm. uh, you had you can earn them at your pace at any time you want. And that's why battle passes that now I can't earn anything. And if I do, I'm not playing that game every freaking day. No. So this is if they're gonna take battle passes this way, uh, I I will honestly play the game a little bit more because now I can take my time. And I'll come back to it more because, hey, I'm not losing progress or starting over every single month. Yeah. Well, like, Corrosion, you're absolutely right. Like, battle like, that's, that's my biggest problem with battle passes. I Like, the problem with battle passes is that people saw all the profit margins that they can make with it. So what, Fort, what Fortnite did, it's a profit that they it made sense. They have a free-to-play game, and they want to make as much money as possible out of it. So they make you get to play the game for free if you want to. You don't have to buy the battle pass. And there is a free version of the battle pass that every player gets every season. And then there's the other battle pass you can get to get to all the other cool skins and stuff like that unlocked. But it's in a timely manner, and it's by seasons. What greedy developers did, like freaking Activision, was they saw the battle pass system and like oh we can also implement this in the game charge people sixty dollars for a for the game not put in enough content at launch to save that content for the battle passes later on and just keep sucking the money out of people each and every freaking season and the problem with their battle pass system too is that they put weapons in their system now those weapons are available for everybody if they want to but you can also buy yourself up the tiers to get those weapons well, yeah. I don't. I won't be surprised if Halo is going to let you do that. No, there's no weapon. There's not. It's not. They're not. I don't think they're doing. I don't think they're doing weapons. At least not from what I what I heard. It's fine if they want to implement a tier system to purchase other tiers. If people want to make that purchase, that's on them. But if they do implement weapons in that. I will be. I will be a little upset about that. But the fact that the game is free to play at launch is totally cool with me. Okay. I want to transition from real well. I don't. It's loosely related. Battlefield is doing the same thing. Real quick, battle passes are great. Ba Battlefield's doing the same thing with their battle pass system, which I don't know if that's EA turning a new leaf, like understanding that hey, we've really like 
ruined the gaming marketplace with our practices. And the gamers are stopping. They're no longer buying games the same way they were. Like, there's that's an issue. Like, game sales in certain categories are down because they're releasing the same thing every year, and it's it's super, 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 super full of... Um, uh, DLC, microtransactions, whatever. Like, I, I don't know if that's EA trying to show that they're turning a new leaf. I don't pay attention to any other EA titles than Battlefield, so I don't know. But can we talk about Microsoft at E3 Summer Game Fest? Oh, they had a they had a ball. Microsoft showed up. So yeah, Microsoft has always been like that. Like, like they they really never have screwed over their community. They, yeah, they have. When? Four and five. Halo four and five. That's three four three industries. No, that's that's Microsoft. That's Microsoft. I know it's not I know it's Microsoft, but the problem is you're 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 trying to make an argument that Microsoft is out there to screw their gamers. Three four three industries just made a bad move in the direction they wanted to take Halo. Yeah, they also got rid of Bungie when they were beloved. Yeah, three four three has independent rights. Three four three is there three four three is a Microsoft exclusive, yes, but they Microsoft only pays 343 to make the game. 343 has but, full well, liberty but to make Mi the game. But Microsoft owns the Halo, right? Yeah, they, they do. License it, but they license it to 343. Microsoft has to stamp their approval on that. Microsoft fucked over the Halo fan base with what are they going to do? Oh, here's this game that we just fully developed. Let's, I'm going to yes. present it to you. Yes. No, you have to go rework it and spend all this extra money to redevelop the game. No, they're not. They should have gave us the same quality that they have been giving us since Halo. It was 343 three Industries. Halo. Anyways, anyways. Microsoft showed up. Yes, they did. Microsoft showed up heavy. They came out swinging. They came out like, where at, dog? You know, they were like, hey, hey, you. Fights and fans, Forza fans, Halo fans, gamers. And then they threw out their Bethesda hammer. And oh, then Bethesda came out. It's that big, long of a hammer. Big dick swinging. Bethesda came out and slapped their dick on the stage. And I was, honestly, I, I lost a lot of faith in Bethesda. But that Starfield trailer? Me, I was, I was more on the... Uh, that Starfield trailer, though? By the that way, that Starfield trailer really is kind of special. That Starfield trailer was special, and there was also I don't know if you guys caught it, but there is an Elder Scrolls Six t Easter egg in that trailer. Yep. I, what? Yeah. There's a yeah. It's in there. The map, the map of the next Elder Scrolls world is printed in that in one of the frames in that trailer. I love it. Did you also see? It's gonna be an Xbox and PC exclusive. Yep. Dude, PlayStation fans are pissed. PlayStation fans are crying on Twitter, and it is my favorite thing because I don't care. They, but PlayStation fanboys are never like, "Hey, our games that we have exclusive over here, yeah, that's ours, guys." You know, like um, PC Master Race. That's right. You know, what's even funnier. We're we're getting the PlayStation games on PC. Not that I want to play them. The only one I'm remotely interested in is Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I, I want to play that one. I don't know if it's on PC yet. Um, I've heard it's a fantastic experience. I want to play through it. It is. Uh, Forza yeah. Horizon 5. 
Yeah, you. I don't know if you guys are. You racing, are, you racing boys guys. are freaking excited about that game. Forza Horizon Five tickles every. It was like literally. It, it gave me a little bit of a chub. I'm not gonna lie. As a as a gearhead, just as a gearhead, that trailer had everything. That trailer had everything. And also, little fun fact, little Easter egg. It had the Speed Hunters Corvette C8. So that's just a cool little Easter egg. It's an homage to the actual car community. Real car guys are getting their cars ported into Forza Horizon. Uh, Forza Horizon 4 got, like, the Nash hole, which is a uh, it's a uh, Nash uh, that's super hot rod, big, giant, white wall tires, dice coming out of the hood really cool car really unique it's it's someone's blood sweat and tears in a video game for the world to enjoy it's really cool um my my big one was outer worlds i when i watched trailer i love the outer worlds games i like obsidian that was a good trailer that was like that was a that was a reminiscent deadpool trailer and i loved it (laughs) not even no it was obsidian's outer worlds trailer was amazing they, it wasn't a Deadpool. It was reminiscent to their fan base who's played the game. That was that was the doctor telling everybody about the game, and that's exactly it how it was. It was a breaking the fourth wall freaking trailer. What are you talking about? It wasn't reminiscent of Deadpool. The fourth wall in Outer Worlds. The out, Outer Worlds was a fourth wall breaking game the entire both, time. Yeah, if you if you they you I, have to. At many know. points, they made jokes that you're playing a video game. Like yeah. it was. It was that's a thing about the Outer Worlds. It is a, a satire of video games. It's yeah. awesome. This is the Outer Worlds trailer, by the way. Yes, it's awesome. When we see a quiet, peaceful setting, this will make our game seem big and important. <laughs> now, though this is impressive, though, that this is in, this the is the engine footage of Outer Worlds. So, will this creature be in the game? game? No. no. Say goodbye to it forever. Will this Suddenly, creature be in the game? No. I do it for no reason. They tell it how it is. People running. Running. These pointless slow motion shots make Talking. everything seem cool and should bolster pre-sale numbers. Bolster pre-sale numbers. That wah sound can mean only one thing. We must gaze over an epic shot of a world. And there should be lens flares. Lens flares. <laughs> this is so tongue-in-cheek of every trailer ever. Yeah. But only their silhouette, because the developers haven't finished the design. They haven't finished the story. Or finished any gameplay that's actually ready to show. In fact, the only thing they have finished is the title. <laughs> so very very good comedy tongue-in-cheek outer worlds is very reminiscent of the borderlands for me like yeah. it, it's it's very tongue-in-cheek it's fun it's an enjoyable experience it's it, this um, is, it's it's basically what fo- well also don't forget like this is from people who may follow uh new obsidian. vegas and you know that's why i feel like when I, at least when i was playing the first outer worlds it's like I, it felt like that path of like how Fallout uh, follow New Vegas was, which love Fallout New Vegas. So waiting, I'm sitting making the remastered version of the game. Come on, people, you're pissing me off. How about New okay. Vegas 2? I know that you guys want New Vegas 2, and so do I, but I really, I'm going to take a moment to just hijack this like you would an airplane and talk about my favorite airplane game oh, that's now oh, coming. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was good. That's that was coming good. to the Xbox. 
Microsoft Flight Sim is coming to the Xbox One. Oh, well, no, 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 the Xbox Series X. I'm sorry, not the Xbox One. You guys couldn't handle that. Um, hey, Cooter. Cooter. What? Also, uh, Squawk 7500. <laughs> so, I can't do that. I'm sorry. So, they're, they're adding a bunch of really cool content to Flight Sim coming this month. I, I can't be more excited. This is this game is a passion of mine. I love flying airplanes. I love everything about aviation as a whole, and I cannot wait to teach other people the joy and wonder that is flying in flights. It's a it's it's, awesome. it's unexplainable. You would think, oh, that doesn't seem very fun, and I have put hundreds of hours in flights in 2020. It has quickly become my love again it has rekindled my love for gaming a little bit and it's just so relaxing it's a peaceful game it's coming to the xbox all i want to do is i want to extend the invitation for anyone that's interested saber i'm going to make you play this with me it's, anyone it's, that's it's, interested it's, it's you fun. have to come play flight sim with us uh, i think we're going to do well i'll just be honest we're doing a graveyard crew virtual airline there's going to be group flights there's going to be flying it's going to be fun it's going to be amazing yeah. It's a persistent online world. There's not a lot more to talk about. We do get aircraft carriers and a lot more fighter jets coming soon, though. So I'm excited about that. And Saber, if you want to think of how s the dumb things you can do, Pooter told me not to do dev mode, but I did. And um, so you can I you can add tons of weight. You can just make planes plummet from the sky and then use the the speed of the plane plummeting to climb to the stratosphere. And it's amazing. So, so I, uh, I got the I made a is calling and I can't wait for everybody to join me. Microsoft Flight Sim is my favorite experience in gaming in 2020, 2021. I'm just excited to share that. I know that like most people don't care about Flight Sim. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too bad Saber's PC can't run it. Got him. Saber. Thing is, I don't Time have for... I don't have bad specs. I don't know what's going on. It's the same specs as my PC. Literally, yeah. he, has, he has my PC. I don't I don't understand what's I'm 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 probably, um, I'm, I'm probably just gonna have to completely wipe my PC. It's okay. Just throw it um, in the trash. Find parts. Yeah. Just throw the whole PC away. You can get parts right now. It's easy. Yeah. 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 Um. We had Microsoft came out swinging. Microsoft came out with a great show. They've gotten me excited about a franchise that I haven't cared about for years. They showed me cars. That's you know, like I, they showed me things with motors. Like that's you know that's uh, they showed me pixelated motors. I'm excited, brother. Um, I thought I thought you said they showed you cars, and I thought they were partnering up with Pixar. Microsoft has come out with. Microsoft in the past couple years has been buying up game studios left and right, and Microsoft understands what they're doing, and they are clearly understanding that the more studios they buy, the more content they can produce, and the higher market share they can hold. They're following Disney. As long as, long yeah. as the games are consistently quality. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I, cool. I'm a PC gamer. This does not affect me at all. Do I care that PlayStation gamers are going to lose out on some of these games? No. Get a goddamn PC. I'm it's upset. 2021. I I'm upset I can't get a PS5 to play the exclusives on there, but honestly, I have a PC. Just put them on my damn PC already. Like, come on. Come on, Sony. Make more consoles or put the dang gang on a PC or a PS4. Grow up. Buy a computer. 
I already did. Um, no, but in, in all honesty, I'm just excited that more games are being produced. Microsoft has can literally print money to make these games effectively, and they're they're turning the Xbox ecosystem, so to speak, with Game Pass and the Xbox and mobile Game Pass, everything like that. They're turning it into something that I can stand behind. I am not a subscription service type of person, but I'm willing to pay for Game Pass because Game Pass is an excellent value. It gets you many great games day one for free. I think it's awesome. Or not for free. It gets you games to play on day one with minimal issues. Yeah. I think that uh, Game Pass is worth your money. I think that Game Pass is one of the few things that the gaming industry is doing right, right now. Um... What else happened at E3 that you guys wanted to talk about? I'm Breath sorry. Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2. That's N all you, Josh. Nintendo. Nintendo had a hell of a show. There were some things that they... It's Nintendo. What do you expect? They they know how to touch on the heartstrings. They talked about, Mar about Mario Rabbids. They talked about all this stuff. But my big thing was Breath of the Wild 2. I've been waiting... Ever since they showed us that teaser back in 2019, I have been looking nothing more than Breath of the Wild 2. And they showed us that they're they're bringing up the world. It's going to be more in the air. It's the same world. It's the same world we saw in Breath of the Wild, but they're they're adding to it. They're they're trying not to give us the same game. There's different uh, aspects that you could play on the game from all I could see on this trailer and all of his speculation. Just bear in mind, I have played Breath of the Wild and I loved it. And I the only reason why I still have a freaking Switch is because of Breath of the Wild. That's the only game I really play on it, except for every other game that I try on it, and all of them are kind of bad. That's the only game I play on it, except for all of the other games I play on my Switch. Yeah. I, I played I played, uh, I played Outer Worlds, I played LNR, I played all these games, but nothing goes back to that runs fluid on the Switch other than Smash Bros, which I don't play, and Breath of the Wild. And the trailer was just awesome. That's, that's all i got to say about that. Um, Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I, I didn't pay it. I'm going to be honest. I don't pay attention to anything Nintendo does anymore. It it's, just... it's fine. Nintendo has just had a, a show. Oh, I, always give, I always give respect to Nintendo, though. I they... give respect to Nintendo. They've, they produce quality games consistently. I just don't care about them anymore. Yeah, I mean, like they just don't make games that pique my interest. Like I, I was never a Nintendo gamer. Like I never played freaking platformers or anything like that. It's, you know, I, a, I, a lot I play... of it is. I played my oh, occasion on Mario Kart, you know, stuff like that. But it's just like it's such a different genre of gaming. Like, like it's console gaming, but it's just like it's such a different genre it's for a specific group of people, and they recognize that because they, they don't even their their platforms aren't even built around sitting at TV, sitting at the TV and playing anymore. It's on the go gaming for Nintendo nowadays. Yeah, I mean, well, I can play on. It's I about that. Nintendo's whole thing is the accessibility of gaming. It's not even an on-the-go gaming thing. It's just accessibility. Gaming be ex being accessible to as many people as it can be all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I respect Nintendo's choice in that. They wanted to make quality games portable, and they've done so. The DS, the 3DS, the Game Boy, those all had wonderful games. Some of my favorite gaming experiences were had on handheld consoles from Nintendo. That being said, as I've grown older, I've lost more and more interest in Mario and Zelda and all that. It, it they, granted, I'm. This is something they didn't mature with the the audience that they were there for, or they didn't mature with the audience that started playing them. But 
they're not bad experiences. Breath of the Wild was amazing. It was a great experience. I'm probably going to buy Breath of the Wild 2 if it ever goes on sale, but being Nintendo, it doesn't. Um, yeah, it's... I just... I have a Nintendo Switch that I've literally used, like, four times. Yeah, I, I only use it for Breath of the Wild, dude. But, that being said, they just they just announced it wow, and didn't... And it, and didn't give us really anything beforehand. Also, a kind of another a gripe of mine is they're making they're making a handheld portable Legend of Zelda the original game, just on an external portable device that's not on your Switch. That kind of made me upset. <laughs> I'm like, they're literally making a game that's not on the Switch and making it an external thing you buy, so you can play the Legend of Zelda wherever you go. Like, yeah. uh, like one of those, yeah, like one like. Like a Tamagotchi for Zelda. Or I had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles type of game where it was handheld. It was pretty cool. I put batteries in it. Well, did we miss anything from E3? Uh, Like anything noteworthy? I mean, there was the the announcement uh, Ballastay finally gave us for uh, Streets of Tarkov. Is that E3 no- newsworthy though? Well, I, I mean, for for our, com- for, our com- huh? for our for our community, our, our, we have community people in our community that love playing Tarkov. In Streets of Tarkov, <laughs> um, Streets of Tarkov is it looks great, honestly. Like there's aspects, there's certain aspects of the game, like the wall breaching, that's giving a really cool concept added into the game. And um, you know, of course, they've had they have the new boss coming in. They just did their event today with the uh, freaking Killa and Factory, and overall, you know, I think it was pretty cool. I think I was pleased from what I saw on Streets of Tarkov. Yeah, but I, other than that, there's not really much. We we touched upon the big things that we saw. Uh, um, I saw I'm... I saw. Oh, go ahead. I saw a bunch of the indie releases that's go that went on the uh, the PC stream. Yeah, uh, and that, those are pretty cool, but nothing, nothing that really like interested me. I'm gonna be honest, I I don't like I I respect indie studios. I play a lot of indie games. Most games I play are indie games, in fact. But I just don't care. A lot of the time, how do I say this politely? A lot of the time, indie games are like think pieces. They're like, oh, look at how hoity-toity my art piece can be, where it's not like, hey, look how fun this game looks. It's a lot of like, I want my opinion to be heard, not I want to make a good video game. And and that's the thing. Like, um, the last good indie game I've personally played that had a story was Firewatch and I made you both play it. Firewatch made me cry. Firewatch was amazing. And that's, that's the thing. Indie games have the capability to bring me to tears. Firewatch was amazing. Mm -hmm. Now... There's a lot of a lot of niche in indie games, like, and it's all like, I don't know, it's a lot of art. Like, I feel like indie games are art projects more than they are games a lot of the time. If that makes sense. Now, that's not a bad thing. Uh, but I I just don't, I don't pay attention until a game is out for indie games. I don't follow indie developments because a lot of the time they show these and then they fall through. Um, you know. Uh, Rocksmith 2 Legends of Rock or whatever it's called. That's kind of neat. Um, being that you pair the phone with the game and it records the guitar and you don't have to buy anything more than a guitar in the game. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Cool. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I didn't miss anything from E3. Metroid, uh, that's actually kind of, that's noteworthy. 
They're bringing Metroid back. I'm excited about that. Uh, the Nintendo show? Yeah. That's, yeah. I, that's, I saw, I saw the trailer. There's like some cool stuff. Yeah, like, eat. As I said, Nintendo, they they showed out, <clears throat> you know, giving us everybody, hey, look at the old old licenses we still have. Here you go. That's that's you for every year. Uh, Microsoft was, hey, look at all the new licenses we have. Uh, the have new Mar- You know what? The new Mario Party? Actually mm-hmm. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. New Mario Party? Yeah. Uh, actually like- something I'll play. Uh, um, there was a character well, I mean- from Tekken uh, being brought into... Smash Bros. Um, well, uh, whatever. Well, chat yeah, I mean, what do you so, got, Saber? Oh, so so chat wants to come back to Bethesda, and <laughs> so faith in <laughs> who Bethesda. Who should take the lead on this one? I will. Um, since I want to, since people want to freaking flame me for being a little negative, Nancy, I'll be negative here too. So here's the thing with Bethesda, I. Like my faith with Bethesda, I've never been upset with the Bethesda title until Fallout seventy six came out, and it was just so bizarre that after everything that they gave us with Fallout four and Skyrim and you know after everything that they just gave us with those two titles, they come and turn around and get everybody hyped out about this Fallout seventy six title, and then just completely drop the ball on it on something that you feel like on a lot of stuff that they, you would think they would catch in testing, but it just seems like they were trying to rush a game out. Now, of course, they have fixed the game, patched it, and everything like that. Let me me, me press pause here. Let me press pause here. That is the issue I have with Bethesda. You would think they'd catch that in testing. They don't. They don't test. The testing is throw the game. The community will fix it. That's been the the thing with Morrowind. That's the the thing with Morrowind. That's the thing with Oblivion. That was the thing with Skyrim. That was the thing with Fallout 3. That was the thing with Fallout 4. That was the thing, like, it's it's Bethesda's thing is give you a buggy game, the community will fix it. I didn't have that issue with Fallout 4. That's not fair. That's not fair to us. We should get a game that's complete. I, I am a Fallout fan. I grew up with Fallout 1 and 2, playing them all the time on my little desktop computer that I had, playing Fallout 1 and 2 and Baldur's Gate, you know, enjoying all the classic RPGs. So I grew up on that. Um, Fallout 3 came out. I was stoked. I loved Fallout 3. Fallout 3 was a buggy mess, but I was willing to look past it because it's Fallout. I love Morrowind. I love Oblivion. And... I'm okay with Skyrim. I don't love it. Skyrim was like kind of eye awakening for me. I was like, oh my god, this is uh, but Bethesda's kind of like just pushing out and release games for us to finish. Um, Fallout Four was the was it for me. I really despise Fallout Four. Fallout Four at launch, I haven't given it a shot again because of how poorly I felt Fallout Four left off. How how it started. Fallout 4 at launch was buggy. I had to restart the game five times to get through the tutorial mission. Fallout 4 was, after that, it was constant bugs. It was constant visual issues. It was constant uh, NPC scripting. It was constant things that just made the game an unplayable mess. And that was at launch. I haven't tried it since. I'm not inclined to try it. I think no. I, I think with Bethesda titles, and there's... then Fallout seventy six gave me something that I, as a Bethesda fan or as a Fallout fan, kind of wanted a little bit. Um, 
Fallout 76, as we all know, we don't, I don't even need to talk. All I have to say is Fallout 76, and that just leaves a bad taste in most people's mouths. The launch of Fallout and the post-launch of Fallout 76 were terrible. I guess now it's fun, but does that make it? Does that excuse the way that they've treated their IPs? I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith left in Bethesda, and I don't know why I'm excited for Starfield. I don't. My, my because, thing is correctly. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I don't know why I'm excited for Starfield. Starfield, I, I'm genuinely stoked. Starfield tickles sci-fi. It tickles RPG, American-style RPG. It, the, maybe my thing is Microsoft owns Bethesda now, and Microsoft doesn't want to put out shitty games. So, my question yeah. is, my question is, is that Fallout, t- Bethesda titles in the past have had all types of glitches. So, my, so I played Bethesda titles from Fallout 3 t- up to Fallout 76. I played Skyrim and all that. I never, like, there, there are bugs. I will give you that. There are definitely a lot of bugs in these different titles. But I never experienced, like, a game ending, like, I cannot continue the story bug like I did with Fallout 76 and launch. You want me to start up Skyrim right now to show you guys what happens when I play Skyrim without any mods? I have no issue playing Skyrim. I literally I have never had Skyrim. any issue playing Skyrim. So like I've had bugs, but I'm, I'm ne- I've never had a bug that freaking stopped me from playing the game. I'm my, gonna pull my... up on stream what happens when you play Skyrim. This this happens for an overwhelming amount of people. This is an issue that shouldn't exist in a AAA title as big as Skyrim, in a in a title with as much clout as Skyrim has. If I don't mod the game, I'm un- I'm gonna un- unsubscribe from all my mods on Steam. If I don't mod the game, it is actually unplayable. My my biggest my biggest thing about uh, Fallout seventy six though, while we're getting this up, uh, there I'm I'm uh, ecstatic at how they uh, had a recall their their collectible because they had mold. Nice. Um, yeah, their their Nuka Cola helmets. There were twenty thousand of them. They had to recall all of them because they had mold on them. They didn't. They didn't verify what they were giving their consumers, and people got sick. Why would they? Why would they even care? Yeah, but they, when they recalled it, that it was because of lawsuits. I don't know. I guess for me, my past with Bethesda tiles, I haven't. Like, I didn't get a bad taste for Bethesda tiles until Fallout seventy six. Like, I like t- until. What, what until... was the first Bethesda file or Bethesda title you played? Fallout three. Fallout 3. When did you play it? Freaking two, like. Was I, were the DLCs out? No, I, I rented at Blockbuster. So. I don't think so. Okay, so I rented mine at Blockbuster. Like, I just I've just never had an issue. Like, I've had like I've seen like weird gl- bugs and glitches, but I, I grew I, I grew up playing games in the two thousands. Every freaking game through the two thousands had its freaking bugs and glitches. Star Wars: Nancy Republic. I love that game to death, but on playing trying to play on the original Xbox was a nightmare for me. And you know, like, but I can play it today, no problem, on different platforms and everything. But like, I just I grew up playing games that had weird bugs and glitches. That, but that, it wasn't game. It's not game breaking like seventy six was. To yeah, seventy six was game was game breaking. Seventy six was game breaking. This is Skyrim for me. Just I'm gonna stream it into Discord for you. But this is what Skyrim plays like for me. 
I think I've had I was I've never really had a game breaking. Oh no, I've had a game. Breaking I, I Pooter, you might just have a license issue on your on your no, end. It's, no, it's this is uh, a this is not a license if, issue. If, Watch. Mod, if mods can fix it, then it's not a licensing issue. This is not a licensing issue. So this is Skyrim on PC for Pooter Smucker. No, I, I will probably say this too. I that my experience has always been with the console Bethesda titles. I've never experienced PC Bethesda titles, and that's probably where the issue greater lies is with PC with the PC platform. I feel I like just watch. Huh? I, I got Fallout I 4 for, for my brother at Christmas, and it ran fine. If you're, I just thought it was boring. You're not streaming it yet. Hands off the keyboard. Pooter, you're not streaming oh. it yet. I'm not streaming on Discord. Watching on your actual stream. Oh, there it is. This is, this is Skyrim on PC. Watch what happens. Here, let's let's start this from the top. Huh? Let's start this from the top. Is there something where he missed? Yes. If I don't see Thomas the Tank Engine as the first dragon, I'm reporting. Hey, cat. Oh, effective Korean. Okay. Hold on. It hasn't what? started. The visual glitch has not started yet. I saw it on your stream earlier. So when it was spinning, right? Yeah. So hold on. The, the horse hasn't fucked up yet. So here it is. You're going to see how the cart's like lifting. It really weird. Yeah. So where is it? Where is it? Watch the horse is going to break here in a moment. And I will literally tumble through the air. It happens, so it's it's varying degrees of bad. It usually happens well before he talks to you, so let's try this again. It happened earlier. Um, I saw right, it. Josh, you saw it. It, it yeah. like it's I, uh it was it wasn't it was tumbling around and I could see that you can get dizzy from it. And if you I think it would be funny to do these podcasts happen weekly. I love debates. Yes, it's weekly. Um make sure you follow me, uh exclamation point. Uh follow me, join the Discord. Follow us on he, Spotify. He, he's Apple. in the Discord. He's in the Discord. In okay. Discord. Yeah, uh, we do it every Thursday. We try to shoot for 8 o'clock. Sometimes we go to 10. Uh, okay, so maybe this is the time, like, it's going to work. But usually the game tumbles and the horse, like, literally takes flight. <laughs> I want to see it. Um, I, I would love for it to happen right now when I'm trying to explain it. Thank you so much for the follow, by the way. Um, so this is a weekly podcast, uh, for those of you who are unaware. We do this weekly. Right now, I'm just making a point of how much I despise Skyrim. Like, this cart in a normal start should not be wobbling. Yeah. Not to yeah. this extent. The horse um, is not even center. Hey, you. What is happening? It's it's working. Will I be able to play? Am I playing Skyrim tonight? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this game looks normal. No, but this is what typically happens. Um, hold on here, let's just quit. It just, it, it just looks like you, that you just have you have a random glitch that happens, but all you have to do is just freaking restart the game. Just, you know, restart the game. That's, that's a comment. But that's not, hold on. Uh, I streamed this a couple months ago because I wanted to try Skyrim for real. Um... I don't know it. 
looks normal to me. Like, like, okay, here's the thing. When I when I see glitches like that, that to me, that's something that I can just you know restart or you know whatever. It's like it just like because that's what you were doing. This you, you is what this is what typically happens. I but you shouldn't have to restart a game from the beginning that's, because of a glitch. That's how it's always yeah. been with games throughout the years. Like every game has had their freaking weird glitches where like you can't get out and you got to restart it. <laughs> They're rotating. Was I supposed? This is attempt two. This is the start of the game, unmodded. Star Wars Night's Republic. I had a glitch in that game where I had to, where for some reason I couldn't get past the loading screen and it would freeze up every time and I would have to restart the console to actually play it. What? What, what is that? Is that the horse? Yes. <laughs> They're all doing it. Oh, okay. God. Attempt three. I've heard of but these. It wouldn't be a Bethesda game without the glitches, guys! Why do we <laughs> fucking accept that? Why is that a thing that the gaming community accepts? Oh, hey guys, Skyrim's got okay. glitches, you know? Name me an open world game that doesn't have its fair share of glitches. Why is that something as the gaming community we accept? Do we Hold on. Arkham Asylum has its fair share of glitches. Why do you accept that? Why is that something you're willing to accept? It's just because that's what the norm has always been with open world titles. But that's 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 not okay. You're paying a full price for a game. You should get the completed game. That's, that's... we have a problem with battle passes, but you don't have a problem with them not fixing this. this yeah, I've this seen thing. I've seen glitches of Horizon Zero Dawn. I I've Why seen is he like... in the air. He's in the air. Hey, you. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the game is broken. The game yeah, uh, is it's a, it is a, a broken mess, and, like, and and that's the issue. If I have to restart the game from the beginning of the game to get it to work, that doesn't make me be like, oh, wow, this game's going to be a great time. It's going to have no issues. All of my gameplay is going to be fun. Like, that was the whole thing with, with the latest example of being uh, Cyberpunk. The game did not run well mm -hmm. for... Uh, no, that no, they there's no excuse no, for the, there's have, no okay, excuse for there's no excuse for Cyberpunk. Absolutely no excuse. I for have Cyberpunk. an i9 9900K. At the time of Cyberpunk, I had 64 gigs of RAM, and I have a 2080 Ti. I have at Cyberpunk's launch, top of the line. Absolutely, there was not a better video card or CPU available at the time, and I could not run it on high. I can't, I, I, I can't stream the game. I can't stream and play the game. It piss I, I can't. It's impossible. And and they and they gave us when they when they announced their game and they showed us their minimum requirements to play the game. It's like like it's nothing to play that game. But that's the same thing with with that. Like that was just a modern example with Cyberpunk. Bethesda does this all the time. And the other person that we had, which we pissed off a lot of people, uh, it was that space game. Uh, it called the, the one where it wasn't like they gave us all like they promised us so much and they didn't deliver no man's sky no man's sky that was the other one that wasn't a complete game and it wasn't fun and it had its fair share of glitches that pissed off everybody including it didn't have an actual ending so we shouldn't we sh we complained about cyberpunk we complained about no man's sky they fixed their game with no man's sky why the hell should we tolerate this with bethesda they are not fixing their game. And 
bear in mind, I still saw the same glitch, and I called it out earlier on where it wasn't doing the the right uh, model for for the game. And how old is Skyrim? That's Skyrim's uh, no, it, that's an issue. That how how long ago did Skyrim come out? Yeah, like I, I don't even know how old Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim is a Skyrim really was not ahead of its time when it launched. I, I it was it, it came out it PlayStation was, three. Yeah, Skyrim did come out a long time ago. It was like two thousand thirteen. Yeah, I think two thousand eleven, so. bro. Two thousand eleven, yeah, November tenth. Oh yeah, it came out for guys. Yeah, I remember everybody freaking out about that freshman year in high school. That was two thousand. So I, I was, yeah, I was uh, two thousand eleven. Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like so why I feel like a lot of major issues with Bethesda titles good. does come from the fact that it they for some reason had a horrible port for PC. There's a horrible port for PC with Bethesda titles. I personally never had any like major glitches with console titles well, until Fallout 76. Well, I even even for those type of games, even if you hold on, hold a, on, hold on, pause, 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 huge pause break. Not a port to PC, Saber. That's a that's entirely wrong. It's ported from a PC copy to the Xbox and to the PlayStation. I the don't have, I don't for have the PC. these freaking glaring glitches every time. Like when I play Bethesda titles on cons, I know you're not I alone. Not alone. I know you're not alone. I also know you've been a PC gamer since like well, freaking like after the Xbox I, 360. Well, let me before let me be, the Xbox. Before. Let me, I've been a PC gamer my entire life. Yeah, but I mean, like, priority. I mean, you switch to only PC gaming, like but, after okay, like. Well, hold on. Let me show you something. This console was my console. This right here is my console. The Xbox 360 I had for Call of Duty and Halo. I did not play anything else on the Xbox. I've never been a console gamer. I don't like consoles. I like Halo, and I liked Call of Duty at the time. Because it was playing it with the people I knew. It's it's not like I've I'm a PC gamer. I've dealt with this this my entire life. Like these the Bethesda is Morrowind is unplayable at times. You have to mod it to play the game, which yeah, is and... also unacceptable. I love the game. It's a great story. And when people say like Oh Skyrim's got a great story, I'm like No Skyrim is like baby mode elder scrolls like it's it's baby's first elder scrolls so is oblivion oblivion is baby's first elder scrolls game like there's so much awesome lore that they're like hey let's just give you a little sprinkle let's give it a spritz a spritz of dragons that's cool um and let me and let me defend you on on this stuff when the game is on console at release those games are are still buggy they're not as bad but i'll give you the benefit of that but by the time that people usually get to those bugs. PC PC gamers already fixed it, and Bethesda gave the patch to the, to the consoles. Bethesda literally uses their modding community to fix their games. Yeah, well, no, that's just, that's not, that's that, not okay. Like, in that aspect, that's that's not, no. definitely not okay. But and they that's fix the it thing. on everything. But we accept this somehow for some reason. Like, they don't bug test their games. That's why with Microsoft's acquisition, I'm. A little bit faithful microsoft does not want poor quality titles they have a lot riding on game pass and they have a lot riding on their studios to produce games for game pass they put forth a ton of money for this they don't want flops they don't want upset communities 
I have faith in Bethesda on that, not on Bethesda's merit. That's my thing. That's why I'm excited for Starfield. Not because it's Bethesda, but because it's Bethesda headed by Microsoft. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, and for me, it's just that I've gotten one bad title from Bethesda in all the other different Bethesda titles that I have played. And yeah. so yeah. that's just where I'm coming from on that. I Like I said, I've been, the, their next title isn't going to be a multiplayer title. They're going to try to fix over the course of a few years. It's going to be a title at launch. Now, of course, I can't... Of course, we also had the issue with Cyberpunk and freaking CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red, not as well established as Bethesda. They had another previous buggy title at launch and that that ended up getting Game of the Year, too. I think, you know, it. it we shouldn't have to accept poor quality at launch just for the sake of us getting a new game. You're right. We shouldn't have to accept that. Why do we accept that? It's because, you know, the game, because gaming gets stale. It gets stale, and we're always looking for something new to play. What's uh, what's something new that's going to come out? You know, how is Bethesda going to carry this new space tr- space adventure game that basically is going to be like a looks like it probably could be arguing a, har- a hardcore more version of Outer Worlds? Yeah, I mean, other than that, we we have we have we have expectations of Bethesda. They're not good. But we also have expectations for Microsoft, which are. So, we... well, and that's the thing. Like Bethesda has let me down year after or title after title. They've really been. It's it's. I love most of Bethesda's games. Their They're IPs not. are awesome. I love no. Prey, which is Zenimax, but it's Bethesda kind of a little bit. I love Dishonored. Is fun. Wolfenstein was the new Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein's cool. awesome. Bethesda Doom. makes and Doom. has yeah, Doom. some. Bethesda has IPs that I love, and that's the the issue. I don't love Bethesda. I love Bethesda games. Yeah, I love that the worlds of Bethesda games. That's why I'm willing to even give uh, Starfield a chance. They they have such a cool premise. I think, uh, yeah, they, it looks cool. Um, I'm surprised we didn't play the trailer of it. But yeah, I'll, I'll pull that up. I, um, I do want to. I do want to reiterate something earlier that it's not being on PlayStation Five. I'm reading the marketing director for 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 Bethesda on on this game, and he says, and I quote: "I don't know how to ally the concerns of consumer and PlayStation fans, uh, five fans, other than to say I'm a PlayStation Five player as well. I played games on that console." And there's go- games I'm going to continue to play on it. His name, some hindsight. But if you want to play Starfield, it's uh, Xbox and PC. Sorry, all I can say is I apologize because I'm certain that's frustrating to folks. But there's not a whole lot I can do. Okay, hold on. So, uh, defective Korean. That's Pop Tart, correct? That's, yeah. That's no, it's cat. That's a cat. I'm sorry. A cat. Okay. So I want to address something. You are excusing lazy development practices. You are coming up with an excuse for developers being lazy. That's not like it's just not acceptable. Okay. If you're if you're gonna charge me, hold on. If you're gonna charge me full price for a game, don't do that. 
don't be lazy about making your game and finishing the game. If it takes the time it takes to finish it, then do it. I want to make one thing clear is that it's not developers, it's publishers. Developers work 60 to 80 hours a week working on their tiles, try to meet a freaking criteria on a deadline. And from that... It is publishers. You're right. You're right. It is publishers. I respect the people that are making the games, mostly. I don't respect some of the creative decisions, but that's not me to just... That's not what we're here to discuss today. It's typically publishers or shareholders or people that are monetarily invested in these titles. You're right. You are absolutely correct. I don't know that I... Okay. Starfield. Starfield. Let's talk about Starfield. I actually want to read something they said. I have not watched this trailer. Peter, I'm going to tell you to pause. Just get ready. Skyrim and Fallout 4. No, Fallout 76. I loved Auto World, so I'll give this game a chance. This isn't going to be anything like the Outer Worlds. I just want, like, don't. Oh, have, I'm, I'm aware. I'm, I'm aware. But. Beautiful, beautiful, by the way. Yes. Creation Engine 2 looks fantastic. Oh, this is it, their new engine? Yeah. Well, no, it's the same engine they use for Far Fallout 4, as far as I understand. Oh, I thought they were developing they say, a new engine. The wonder is not that the field of stars is so vast, Ooh. but that we have measured. Look at that. Look at how well that, how detailed that sandwich is. So there's a there's a sandwich that looks to be like a salami sandwich with some yeah. cheese and lettuce. Looks pretty yeah, detailed. Sounds good, right? White now. bread. You're part of constant. That mag, also that mag with the counter built on the mag, kind of really cool. Corrosion, I could not agree with you more. Seventy six looked amazing. I bought, I procured the tricentennial edition, don't. and I was let down completely. Continue. Don't use that helmet, guys. Don't use that part helmet. Part of our family. Well, like just that little thing. Like that's that's a livable thing. Like don't use this. What you found? It's the key to unlock. It's not on there, Peter. I'm just looking at what it is. It looks like Dwemer ruins from everything. This looks kind of cool. I don't right. pre-order. I will not pre-order. Working towards. We've come to the beginning. Of humanity's final journey. Ready. Ready. That's why we're here. To discover what's out there. Very cinematic and cool trailer, like yeah. sci-fi. Where was the freaking Easter egg? Go back. Go, um, I gotta find it. There was a part where they're close up on like something on the ship, and you can see a little trace of something. The wonder is not Keep that going. the field of stuff. It's not here. Keep going. Not here. It's not here.
Wow. Mars has a slight atmosphere. And it's also visually appealing. Like, this isn't going to be a space simulator. It's... And we don't know that this is Mars. Nuke. I don't know that they... I, I would have... Oh, it's, I... it's... Okay, it's, it's, it's right on the console. So when he's typing in things on the console, you see something. Uh, at the end of the trailer? Not necessarily. You have to be watching when you get super close to this console. Super close, right around. There it is. There it is. Stop, 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 stop. Go back, go back, go back. Right, right go there. Back. Yeah, he was right there. Right there on that on frame. Your, on, on the below right the left screw, left screw. Where that... it says stall, stall. Below it, there's a little map. Where the fuck? On Where the right, stall? right side of the screen. On the right side of the screen, there's two screws. Right below the left screw, that's the map for the next Elder Scrolls game. Whoa. Do we know that? Well, because go and look at the uh, Elder Scrolls uh, world, like uh, the map yeah, of the Elder right. Scrolls. Okay. That lines up perfectly with one of the worlds in there. I forget what the name of it is. There you go, Peter. Just... Hammerfell? No. High Rock? Ha High Rock and Hammerfell, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Kind of. Not really. I don't know. Could be. Could be. It could also just be dirt on the console. Like, I, I want to believe. But also, it could just be dirt. Keep that in mind. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's, that's, that's it where I'm at. Um, at that trailer, though, that looks cool. I mean, it looks like a serious Outer Worlds. I, but the thing was, I mentioned it is because Outer Worlds was... Obsidian was made... Um, was it after Obsidian was purchased by Microsoft or before? After. So... And how much quality that game came out. I mean, it did have a fair share of of uh, bugs, but it seems like... I know Bethesda was going to make this game anyways, but it seems like Microsoft is kind of going in the direction of space and stuff with their type of games. Yeah. With well, Outer Worlds and, and Starfield and Outer Worlds 2 and... I mean, we're not getting more. We're not getting this, their next uh, Elder Scrolls game yet, but we're also getting cars and flights and other stuff that just a, we're getting flight sim. We also we're getting, getting more. We have a sim. lot of time. We have a lot of time until we see anything from Bethesda. Until then, they'll just keep re uh, re uploading freaking Fallout Four and uh, how Skyrim. many versions? How many versions of Skyrim do you think? Do you think we're gonna see Skyrim for PlayStation Five? Oh, absolutely. I believe. So. Okay. All right. So I have Skyrim for PC. I have Skyrim for for Switch. I had Skyrim for PS4. I had Skyrim for PS3. And I had Skyrim for Xbox 360. I had Skyrim for Xbox One. Ask me how many times I've played Skyrim. Way too many times. Twice. I have played it. I have never beaten it. I have actually never gone past the first 30 minutes. Why I keep getting that game is my family keeps buying me the game. <laughs> I have Skyrim two times on PC because I bought it on PC because I was going to play it and mod the shit out of it. But I never played it. And now I have the the re-release of Skyrim on PC because I got a free copy for owning Skyrim, the original copy. <laughs> I have never played Skyrim all the way through, and I will never play that game. I think it's boring. Yeah. Well, I think on that note, we covered pretty much almost everything. We've, oh, Ethan's every, blast. Everything, everything I from, care about. Yeah, everything that we yeah, care everything. about. And uh, I think it's a great way to sign to uh, end the podcast tonight. Oh, yeah. Guys. Thank you so much, all of you, for hanging out for the podcast. Thank you for sharing your opinions, however wrong they may be. 
Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to us, guys. It, it really does mean a lot. Uh, make sure you follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Join the Discord. Um, sign up on Patreon. You know, really, just be a part of this. Be your crew. And- we are a brand. We are growing. We are a community who loves video games, and we want you guys to be part of it. We want anybody or anything who loves anything gaming, even if you're a lousy Call of Duty player. I'm a lousy Call of Duty player. We want you here in this community. If you have ever played or heard of a video game before, join. You know, if you sat here and listened to us rant, join us. Come be part of the cult. If you Kool Aid's you... free. If you liked my voice or want to know me, join. You'll end up realizing I'm pretty dumb. Yeah, no, no problem, Nick. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, thank you so much. Please stick around. I'm going to set up. Uh, there was an update for Flight Sim, so guess what I'm doing, guys? Hey. Congratulations. Um, Woo! It's 2 a.m. in Canada. It's bedtime for me. Oh, see, you were cool up until you said Canada. Um oh, I'm just kidding to any of our Canadian listeners. We love you and we pride our Canadian brothers. Um, Thank you all so much for hanging out tonight. That's going to be the end of the podcast. Everybody, thank you. Good night. Good night. Oh, my God. My thing broke. Oh, wait. No, I'm doing the wrong button. I'm pressing the podcast starting button or the podcast button, not the podcast starting button. Guys, we'll talk to you later. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of the Graveyard Crew Podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at crew underscore graveyard. And also follow Pooter Smoker at twitch.tv forward slash Pooter Smoker and SaberX7 at twitch.tv forward slash SaberX7. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And this has been your home for late night gaming.